0: I'll be honest with you. Rodeo season is about to kick off, and I am not a rodeo guy, uh, but I do like good cowboy boots. And Takovas, well, they're all about rodeos, but you know what else they're about? Rock and roll. My best friend is a rock and roller. He's a guitarist. He wears these boots. It's awesome. Takovas believes in Western for all, and you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. Offered a boot shine and drinks, yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind. Look up your closest store on Tacova's.com. If you can't make it into the store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west as a special opportunity for our listeners. Tacovas has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use the code TRUCKS at checkout. That's T-R-U-C-K-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter the code TRUCKS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. Only at tacovas.com.
1: The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. Welcome to a very special episode of TFL Talking Trucks because I am at the 2023 Work Truck Show in Indianapolis. And this is an insider look for you at what's happening in the world of pickup trucks, commercial vehicles, and of course, big semi-trucks. I'm gonna give you a full walk around on this episode. I'm just by myself, so sorry, there's no Nathan or Roman here uh, from the team, but I'm gonna show you the latest and the greatest electrification, different fuel solutions accessories. So if you are looking for uh, maybe an accessories for your pickup truck or you want to know about what's happening in the world of bigger trucks, uh, this is the place to be right here right now. So this is a humongous convention center and there's a lot going on here. So I am gonna walk around and show you around. So I'm going to start in this corner and there is some stuff going on here with our friends at CM truck beds and of course our friends at Elevation Off Grid. This is one of their Ford F550s that they built. Um, it's a lifted truck but it just shows that your big F550, of course would look with spring suspension height adjustable and active can also be a working vehicle so it shows off their CM bed right there on the back with all kinds of storage solutions and of course a gooseneck ball attachment and a rear hitch because this truck is capable of towing of up to about thirty thousand pounds. So yes, your lifted truck can be can be also a work truck. Uh, There are a lot of major manufacturers here and also upfitters. So reading truck is here and one of the vehicles they're showing in their booth is the Lordstown Endurance and they're showing some of the kind of accessories like this rear truck cap with a solar panel on the back So the Lordstown Endurance trucks are beginning to uh, uh, arrive at customers. They did have kind of one of the recalls, but they're beginning to deliver trucks. And this, uh, they're showing another solution right here for accessories, all electric truck with hub motors. So this is a quite unique unique reposition, you can kind of see the motor inside the wheel right there. And yeah, so there's some accessories available. As you can see right there, here's some of the specifications. 550 peak horsepower, nominal power is about 440 horsepower and range, at least for this model, is about 174 miles. They also have a delivery van right there, and they're going to have a press conference here soon. Let me move, keep moving forward. So this show, not only of course it it has huge trucks, it also has small trucks. Right here I'm walking up to a Ford Maverick hybrid, which looks nice and low. Yeah, and of course, it's very fuel efficient, up to about 42 mpg in the city using its hybrid powertrain. And it has a truck topper, and you can kind of see some of the solutions for tie downs, a little bed slide, a little drawer system, and it's showing what's possible with a little pickup truck as well. Very good looking, right there. here is Freightliner and Isuzu. Isuzu is going to have their press conference and I'm giving you kind of a behind the scenes view. There's a huge crowd of people gathering at this press conference already and I'll come back in a few minutes to show you one of their latest chassis trucks that they're unveiling. But here, also there, they have a commercial EM-2, basically a giant box truck, class 5, class 6 vehicle, also electrified, and of course this is not all new, but it's also here at the show. i want to show you a little bit around this. and see some of the electrical components and also the motor underneath. So basically the axle is, there's an electric motor inside the axle. I wanna show you what's going on at Mercedes. Uh, of course, the Mercedes Sprinter van is very, very popular. And now the electric Sprinter van is here I know electrification is a huge theme at the show, but this is not all about electricity. So if you're saying, well, uh, I don't want an electric van or a pickup truck. Of course, there's many, many options. They have their latest turbo diesel uh, engine for 2023. Uh, they went with their latest updated four cylinder diesel in their sprinter vans. And they have many configurations, including high roof, different wheelbases, and much, much more. Also all wheel drive that I'll show you in a second. And here's some of the configurations of the Mercedes Sprinter. So of course, chassis, cabs, passenger vans, cargo vans. And here's the latest, some information on their latest engine. They're calling it the high output and it has 211 horsepower and 332 pound feet of torque. Um, so it's actually a little bit more powerful than the outgoing six cylinder diesel. Maximum towing up to about 5,000 pounds for, for their Metris and 7,500 pounds for their sprinter vans. Let's look at their all-wheel drive solution because this is also new and finally, we have kind of a view in, per- in person underneath the Sprinter. Tommy actually went to Germany to drive one of these. And here it's displayed so you can see all the components. There is a mirror underneath and you can kind of see underneath this particular van. Uh, you can see, of course, the diesel engine, but also you could see the transfer case how it's connected to the front axle and the drive shaft that goes all the way back and also the fuel tank. So this is kind of a unique look at underneath the van. Let me zoom in a little bit for you. I think it's kind of interesting how the drive shaft is protected. It's a multi-piece drive shaft. And then you can kind of see the chassis of the, um, the floor of the van as well. So there you have it. It's, of course, front independent suspension and a solid rear axle as well. And it's more of an all-wheel drive system, not a traditional four-wheel drive with a low range that was there before. And there's several benefits, of course, to that. A little bit easier driving experience. The height of this fan is still lifted, so it still has the clearance. And also, it's a sophisticated system where it can distribute power uh, where necessary. So that's new for 2023 uh, with the Sprinter. This is also quite interesting. I wanted to show you, excuse me. Yep. I wanted to show you the battery
0: <laughs> of the um,
1: eSprinter, the battery module that's underneath the floor. It's quite very self-contained. Can kind of see the enclosure and some of the places where the wires connect to it right there. And here's a Sprinter van that's also can be a distributor of beverages with the tap system right there. And I'll be doing a little bit more detailed deep dive into some of the Sprinter options and configurations uh, because they provide quite easy integrations for upfits. No matter if it's a refrigeration unit, if it's a passenger van, if it's a cargo hauling van, uh, anything like that. So we're just gonna. There's a couple of snowplows, big giant, big giant trucks. I want to turn back here and show you a little bit behind the scenes of what's happening at Isuzu. I'm also gonna show you an electrified school bus which is based on the Ford in transit. I also will show you Silverado EV work truck. Yeah, hi. Hi, good to see you. Good to see you. Let's see if we can get a sneak peek. It's still covered up. They have uh, one of their chassis uh, with a veil on top of it. So I just wanted to give you kind of another look. They have their NQR, NPR type of cab over trucks. Of course, they're famous for that. Also, of course, turbo diesel powered you can see right there and also gas-powered so you have options all right so I'm gonna move forward because that truck hasn't been unveiled yet they're unveiling their latest cab over truck at Isuzu so let me kind of keep moving a little bit further here here's a look at another type of electrified big commercial chassis and all the wires and also how the electric motor integrates into the axle. So I've seen different ways of doing this. You could have sort of a electric motor sitting on the side of the axle and connected through some gearing to the differential or I've also seen motors a little bit more integrated into a single housing of the what would be a differential. Of course there's also gearing reduction gearing there because an electric motor by itself is great because it has a lot of torque uh, but in order to get the most out of it you do have to do a reduction gear and uh, get it just right because you need highway speed and also low-end pulling power you need both but they usually don't come with transmissions or multi-speed transmissions it's usually kind of a single gear set that's a reduction Hino truck is here with a lot of their versions of their of course cab over and other commercial vehicles. International is on this side. Some of their giant trucks also set up for some snow plowing work or commercial construction work. This is quite interesting. Naphide is celebrating 175 years in business. Yes, I said 175 years since 1848. And actually, I can show you on their stage. Naphide, of course, has been building uh, rack systems, uh, truck bodies, crane attachments, Etc., etc., but here on their stage, they also have some of their vehicles that kind of started it all. Kind of their wagon, horse drawn mm-hmm. wagon, which is quite interesting. You usually don't see that at the show, or a truck like this. Ford, Ford truck. That's really sweet. That's a big deal. When you're celebrating 175 years in business, you're probably doing something, something quite special in order to remain competitive for that long. So big congrats to them. Here's a look at one of their crane bodies on a Ford chassis. also for this here. Uh, they're showing off their latest commercial offerings. The 2023 Super Duty is here. Uh, these trucks um, are already being built. And if they're not being shipped to customers yet, they probably will be very, very soon. Um, here is a chassis cab, a 2023 Super Duty chassis cab. And I wanted to show you a little bit of a unique um, Arrangement here because in the chassis cab you have a fuel tank. That's uh, fully in the rear of the vehicle and kind of central mounted within these flat frame rails so the frame is a little bit different from um, Kind of a consumer version f-250 f-350 and Some of the Suspension attachments may be slightly different and like I said the fuel tank positioning is a little bit different because You know, it will be used for different purposes uh, with a crane body or a flatbed or something else uh, attached to it. They also have something called UpFit Integration System, where you could a little bit more closely integrate with um, aftermarket companies like Naphide. And if they're offering accessories, you could control them and kind of remember uh, how it was configured before. So, if you're upgrading your truck, you will be able to uh, more easily convert it in the future as well, or or upgrade to a newer vehicle. Here's another Ford Super Duty, and I'll be doing a another deep dive into the Upfit integration system because I think it's quite interesting. There's another press conference going on here. I want to show you. Well, here's an F450 dually, uh, which is one of their highest towing machines for 2023. And it's, of course, it's a two-door cab, and this is the configuration which they're also rating for 40,000 pounds of maximum towing. This one is, has a high output, 500 horsepower. 1200 pound foot of torque turbo diesel 6.7 liter power stroke. Let's see, yep, there's a gooseneck right there. Um, Although that ball looks kind of small to me, maybe it's a two and five sixteenths inch uh, gooseneck ball. If you are towing up to 40,000 pounds, you will need at least a three inch ball. Um, So of course everything has to be configured just right for those maximum weights. It has to, you know, the truck has to support it, the axles, the tires, the wheels, the hitch and the rest of it. So it's not just a single thing that like the engine that allows you to tow. It's about cooling. It's about suspension. It's about brakes. It's about being able to slow it down and also having a strong enough hitch and hitch attachment in order to be able um, to pull that weight. I wanna show you one of their e-transit conversions, uh, which is, of course, e-transit, we've tested it before already. You could see it at olTFL.com or TFLEV channel. But here at the show, they're also showing their school bus conversion. And this uh, Ford is actually providing this chassis. It's a cutaway. Uh, but this e-transit all-electrified platform comes prepared for this school bus body. So let me enter as if I was on my way to school. Let's see, there's seat belts in all these seats: three, six, nine, twelve, and two. So about fourteen, fourteen people, fourteen kids can go to school here and the driver position and the driver area is very familiar like any other transit would be. So Ford is actually providing this chassis with all the wiring preparation and painted yellow so that another company, in this case Collins, can put a school bus body on top of it and turn it into a very functional vehicle and making it a little bit easier to do. These electrified e-transit vans uh, have a various payload capability in various ranges. Uh, we've tested them as a cargo van and we were able to get somewhere in the 150 mile range, uh, just basically unladen in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, but I think especially for larger cities where you don't have to drive very far. Here's another transit van with a giant bucket crane system on top of it. Uh, If you don't have to drive very far, and also when you're around a lot of people, like a school bus would be, it's uh, beneficial to be electrified. But of course, electrification is not for everybody, as many of you point out. If you have long distances to travel or if it's really, really cold, For example, in Canada or other northern states, uh, maybe electrification is not the best choice for your business or your vehicle. But for a lot of uh, businesses and a lot of areas, it it does make a lot of sense, especially when you're sitting in line waiting for children at the school. You don't want to be idling a, a big diesel engine probably. Here's another look at some of the componentry. Of course, power takeoff units are really big because it's a way for a commercial vehicle to run other accessories like cranes or plows. uh, Or like salt spreaders or sand spreaders. So I'm going to move forward a little bit further. into the show. Another huge giant bucket truck right there and I'm gonna move forward towards General Motors. There's a truck that hasn't been seen before so I'm gonna show you that. Here's a Silverado 4500 HD, kind of a medium-duty truck. So, of course, major pickup truck manufacturers are here, including Ford. You just saw General Motors, Chevrolet and Ram. I'll show you what's going on with Ram as well. (laughs) (laughs) Nissan is also here. They're showing one of their Titans. So here in the Chevrolet space, uh, first vehicle I see is the new 2023 Chevy Colorado. And it has this headache rack on the back of it, by back rack. So it's showing a little bit already accessorization. And the cool thing about the um, next generation, all new Chevy Colorado is that its bed uh, is about the same length as it was before, five foot, two inches for this crew cab. This is the only way you can get a Chevy Colorado right now, coming up in 2023. Um, So systems like this deck system you see here this drawer system uh, can fit quite nicely and the rest of the bed as far as how the walls are constructed and the tie downs kind of maximizes the space so the sides of the bed are pushed all the way outward and here's a look at how you can already accessorize a brand new truck. Here's their police package Silverado. You can see those nice large steel wheels. Actually, those are 20s. I'm not sure why you would need a 20 inch wheel. Um, Because the brakes, there's quite a bit of space inside, maybe 18. An 18 inch wheel would also work quite nice. But of course, major manufacturers do provide this. A police integrated or a law enforcement package like this with a special center console where you can put a laptop, um, wiring integration, rear separation, a bulkhead, lights, sirens, all that stuff that's pretty cool to see. Gun rack in the center right there. So that's the Silverado Protect-and-Serve package. Here's kind of a wider view. It's got a push bar on the front of it. Pretty cool. It's called a Police Pursuit package. This one is a V8 5.3 liter and actually General Motors has just invested into the next generation of small block V8 engines and there was a rumor that they might also go to a straight six turbocharged six-cylinder engine, Uh, but uh, that's appears to be no longer the case. Um, That was a rumor Um, and then, but General Motors, the latest news is that they're investing into the latest generation of V8s because they know also people continue to love V8 power in trucks. There is no denying it and it does make a lot of sense. But here's the truck I wanted to show you. It's their new Silverado EV electric truck. And this is their work truck configuration. So this is not the fancy RST model in blue color that I showed you before. And I quite like this front end because it's painted body color. It's in white. I believe right now the only available color might be white uh, for the work truck as it begins production in the spring of 2023. But a lot of you guys call it the reincarnation of the avalanche because of its body shape and also the mid-gate, but quite interestingly, this work truck has a steel, uh, bulkhead or a metal bulkhead. Um, so this one does not have a folding mid-gate. So there's multiple configurations of this of this new truck. You do have some power outlets. I'll be doing a full video on this because um, I published some images of this onto our community page on TFL truck and you guys asked a bunch of questions including power and price and range. Um, There'll be two initial versions of the Bork truck Silverado EV, 3WT and 4WT. This is a pre-production model and it's up to 400 miles of range, up to 8,000 pounds of maximum towing and it's a dual motor all-wheel drive system, 510 peak horsepower and 615 maximum torque. Um, It still has the fast DC charging capability of 350 kilowatt, like the new Hummer EV truck and SUV. So it does have fast charging capability. Pricing will start initially for the slightly fancier models at about $72,000 for 3WT and closer to $79,000 for the 4WT versions. And the 4WT will have the largest, longest range and the largest battery. But this is the first time we see this truck in the middle. Right here. So, yeah, it, it, they are expensive. The, the base Ford F-150 Lightning uh, truck with a smaller battery about a, what a 90 95 kilowatt hour battery That truck now starts at $56,000. These trucks were initially promised at 40 grand, Uh, but um, now we're looking to double the prices for the long range versions. And yeah, if you need a work truck, you would like to have a longer range for those special cases or special jobs that you may do. But it's true. It's true, these uh, old vehicles, old trucks are getting more expensive. Is this their Duramax? Yeah, this is a three liter. So they just updated this engine, the three liter straight six Duramax turbo diesel, LZ0, 305 horsepower and 425 pound feet of torque. You can see a cutaway of it here, it's very sophisticated and Uh, We'll be doing some more testing of it on the i-Gauntlet. Stuff is towing test. You could see kind of the rear of the engine here and the chain drive and the belt driven internals right here. Uh, Yeah, this is on the rear of the engine. So uh, this type of service could be pricey eventually once you have to get it done after, what, 100,000 miles or more but it's a cool view out of the engine. It's made it to a 10-speed automatic. So here we have a Peterbilt area. And a lot of companies, even traditional companies like Peterbilt, like I showed you Freightliner, International They're showing different electrification possibilities as a choice. So here's a kind of a different deal. This electric motor is sitting behind the cab. So it's not in the axle housing and it has a drive shaft, traditional drive shaft going all the way back to the differential. And then you have the flat frame rails. This is a long version of this chassis and of course there's air, air suspension, air brakes and battery boxes. So a lot of the cost of an electrified truck or the bulk of it is actually in the batteries. When we built our Ford F100, when we electrified our classic truck 1965 Ford a majority of the cost was actually the battery and the electric motor costs are actually coming down even Tesla recently said that they would like to or they're aiming to have their electric drive unit price and
0: be around the show is now open.
1: hey it's open now the show is open Tesla said um, that electric drive unit, uh, they're targeting $1,000 per drive unit for their production for their production cars. So they're trying to drive the price of them way down, but battery prices are still quite hard to uh, lower because of the technology that's involved. That's a cool truck right there, Kenworth 4x4 commercial vehicle, you can see kind of how tall it is. Let me show you kind of underneath a little bit. Massive components for the steering, the front axle. Large tires. Aluminum. Aluminum. Single in the front. A dually in the back. And a nap hide body whoa this is a giant truck but a lot of utility companies require four-wheel drive capability and a lot of capacity like a truck like this can provide that's really sweet all right guys i promised you ram right here in the front they have a trx Uh, this appears to be their havoc edition in yellow is it the work truck well no but uh it could be if you want it to be (laughs) i've seen some people use uh, trx's as uh, work vehicles i saw one in texas carrying trash out to the dump to the local uh, landfill so don't discount this truck from being a work vehicle as well as a incredible high performance super truck on this side a lot of you guys um have been asking us questions about the new Heavy Duty Rebel. Uh, So they have one of these trucks here as well. Um, So this is a way to have a little bit more off-road capability in a Ram Heavy Duty truck, but also with diesel power, because the current power wagon, of course, does not offer uh, the Cummins engine. But the Heavy Duty Rebel, Ram HD Rebel, does offer it as an option. Um, but you guys have noted that if you fully option one of these guys with a diesel, the price can get very, very high. This one is listed at 94,335. So the other thing you've asked me before is, okay. So how do we, what else can I do in a Ram heavy duty? Well, you could also get a truck like this similar to the one we own at TFL. It's a 2500. It's not a Rebel, but it does come with Firestone Transforce AT tires. And they're actually decent. Um, Our tires, after about 14,000 miles, were starting to wear down from the factory. But I took it off road and actually actually it was not bad um, for a basic 4x4 factory truck. This one has their new side mirrors. So, yeah, you can do OK uh, with getting just a base truck. Of course, this one is a Laramie at eighty four thousand. Our truck cost us about our big horn. Cost us about sixty eight thousand. And of course, you could get it with fewer options and bring the price down again. Uh, Ram is also showing their electric ram truck the rev concept you guys have seen it at ces we brought you lots of information about it but what i didn't show you before is a naked chassis of their electric platform there's they have here kind of a rolling chassis and it's kind of an interesting close look at what's happening underneath one of these vehicles I think this is not this is obviously a prototype this is not the final iteration of it because it does have six lug wheels not eight lug like on the production uh, truck renderings they showed officially but it does show the front drive unit the electric drive unit in the front charging module power distribution center the battery enclosure pack and you can kind of see the factorial little pouch cells, they're not cylindrical cells and then it does have the independent rear suspension with another drive unit and the control unit here in the back as well. So their production Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer vehicles, the RCVs, are using a similar chassis because it's a frame with independent rear suspension. And their electrified vehicle is using another iteration of this. You can kind of see the rear of the frame right there. And it's riding on airbags, air suspension. And Ram's been doing this for years as far as using air suspension on their pickup trucks, their Ram 1500s. So I imagine the production version of this chassis will be a little bit longer. We'll have probably likely a larger battery and maybe even a range extender to provide additional range. So basically having an internal combustion generator on board to create some extra electricity for the battery. Here I wanted to show you there Promaster options, their latest Promaster, this is a chassis, this is kind of an interesting look because you can kind of see what's underneath, so if you're building your next motorhome yourself or you're thinking about of buying something that's already built, it's another cool way of checking things out and it's um, actually a solid rear axle, you can kind of see it's very simple, this is a front drive, van so the rear suspension and the rear axle are actually quite simple here they're also showing their roll up and roll down rear door on their promaster van hey guys (laughs) hey there's some guys from ram they actually introduced the 2023 version of the promaster at the last year's show And we have a full, full video of it for you as well. But I wanted to show you the interior uh, a little bit in more detail. You have your phone, wireless charger, digital screens. So it's a very, very modern interior with the rear mirror camera as well. They're not showing their electric Promaster here. At least I don't think so. They are showing their super high roof version. Right there, ProMaster, but the E ProMaster is also coming. And I believe Amazon is one of the first customers um, of their electrified van. This is also another question that we received from you guys. You guys are telling us that you would like to buy a full size van. But you're finding out that they're very hard to find either. They're not available uh, either. You have to wait a long time when you order it or they're very expensive. And I think a lot of it has to do with giant companies like Walmart, Amazon and others who have a huge appetite for these large vans because, you know, they're delivering our packages and our groceries and everything else. So that's probably part of the reason why these vans are hard to find and they're also getting expensive because the supply is not very, very large and the demand is still there, unfortunately. So hopefully that will change. It'll turn around and uh, the consumer will have a little bit more power, a little bit more purchasing power. So here I wanted to show you just a little bit more of what's happening here at the show. Large, huge, huge plows by Fisher. Different attachments. You could see this one on a large Chevy chassis. Hey, Boulder trucking. I don't think they're from Boulder, Colorado, but still Boulder, Colorado is where we're from. Here's another one. Here's a Quigley. A van from Quigley. With a large steel. I believe that's steel front bumper. Four-wheel drive conversion. Off-road ready tires. And of course. Ford started to sell all-wheel-drive Sprinter vans, um, so this is not as unique as it once was. Uh, but this squiggly uh, is also a little bit lifted, so it has a, a higher ride height than a factory all-wheel-drive Transit would have. And I was actually asking about that. I, I talked to Ford engineers about why they didn't put a suspension lift on their on their transit vans with all-wheel drive and they said a lot of them being used for commercial work and a lot of contractors didn't want to climb up and down really large vans, really tall vans um, every day because they have to get in in and out of them quite often so the lower height was actually beneficial for a lot of the uh, people who would buy them. Here's another electric zero-emission vehicle from VIA. Just wanted to give you a little preview of this. It's got kind of a, a little bit more aerodynamic nose. Nineteen and a half inch wheels. It's got heavy duty commercial wheels and tire package. This one has a kind of a flatbed with a motorcycle on it. I'm sure if Alex and Case were here, they would go into this in a lot of detail, but this is the Energica, I hope I'm saying that correctly, Uh, motorcycle. Here's a little bit of information on the motorcycle as well. Starts at 22,850. The RS version is 23,800. Electric technology bike on an electric commercial truck. Oh hey Jeff, hey, good, to see you guys. good to see you, man. Sorry, I'm recording. I'm Whoa, doing my walk around. Can, can, can you show me a little bit around? Absolutely. So, can, can you hold this? I can certainly hold. this. Here's a mic.
2: Okay, absolutely. In fact, I'll clip it on. If yeah. You want.
1: Make it a little bit higher. Uh, maybe over here. Here. So tell me about some of the technologies you you are offering here.
2: So what we're displaying at the show this year is uh, Velvac's vision-based blind spot detection system. Blind spot detection has been around for some time. You found it in with radar systems, you know, that that are uh, sensors that sense objects uh, in that are approaching or uh, off to a blind spot. Yeah. Um, the 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 problem with radar is that radar has a limited, a very limited, generally speaking, uh, zone of detection. It has. Uh, it really is not a smart technology. It only detects something's there. It doesn't really detect that it's a true threat. It's it's just an object. False positives are pretty common in the radar systems. In the body upfitting world, finding the right place to put the radar on a a unique body, the shape or what have you, and make sure that you don't have a dead spot in the coverage is always a challenge, right? What we've developed uh, through our technology is a a vision-based blind spot detection system. As an expert in mirrors, as an expert in cameras, as as an expert in developing mirror programs for OEs, we took all that uh, and, and developed the technology where we have a, a machine vision system using cameras mounted in the mirrors to detect uh, those threats. The benefits of that are that number one, the cameras in the mirrors are, are in the perfect position for monitoring the blind spot. That is the right location for the right field of view, number one. Number two, they are they they can actually have a sensor uh, a detection zone 80 feet back from their from the face of the camera
1: along the vehicle along yeah, the yeah, vehicle yeah. so
2: so that covers the, tra- the tractor trailer situation that covers the tractor and the trailer okay it doesn't end at the back of the tractor right and it, they're body agnostic they don't care if you've got a dump body on if you've got a box truck on if you've got a pumper body on it doesn't matter what shape or form that body is The mirrors are always posed outside of the body footprint, right, because they have to be for their field of view, so so are the cameras, therefore the sensors are, and we don't care about that. And you're installing these mirrors anyway, whether it's a cab mounted mirror or a hood mounted mirror, you're installing these on the vehicle anyway. The installation is essentially what we call, you know, somewhat free, because you're going to basically mount these mirrors anyway, the cameras are already integrated in, it's just another harness that connects. And then we've got our our, our video data server, our VDS box, which is the brain box, which has the algorithm. and then there's a symbol, right, in the, in exactly the mirror? Exactly the same. So if you watch what we're doing here, this is actually a video running right now, and we're and, and the system is treating this video as though it's live. And okay. so the algorithm is detecting this like it's a live feed of a vehicle driving down the road. And you'll see the detections going off just like you would when there's something here. It's like, you can see the indicator is in there. And again, because we build these mirrors, we can put the indicator in the glass. We don't have to put a sensor in the cab somewhere. Okay. This also functions very much like the uh, uh, like the pass cars, so that's very that's very you know intuitive to people. And if you got a directional on and you have a detection, it flashes just like the pass car flashes. So people it's are very, very familiar. Very yeah. familiar. driving yeah. public is very familiar with this. So when they're jumping from their pass car to their commercial vehicle, they're getting this. They're getting that. So absolutely. So so, I,
1: so you're beginning already to uh, no. put this into. Well, uh, we've been
2: doing this in the RV industry uh-huh. for about three or four years. Okay we have validated in the in the in the commercial industry we did some we started doing our validations on the cab mirrors and now the hood mirrors and so now we're introducing it more on the commercial side because we've we've completed that full validation of both the cab and the hood we wanted to have them both validated we completed the the validation of the hood mirror uh, uh, over the last year. And we wanted to have them out there now, because so it's to it depends on where you'd want it. We want to give the flexibility of, in this industry, they don't have hood mirrors in the RV industry, but do you want it in the cab, do you want it in the hood? The hood is the ideal location. Good. And, as, and we are also, um, we are also the OE manufacturer for, uh, for all of these uh, mirrors here, the, 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 the Cascadia's, the Navistar's, the Peterbilt's, so we actually can integrate these in, into OE mirrors, in addition to having our own, our own branded mirror, uh, into the OE mirrors and provide that as an aftermarket solution, a dealer install solution for them. Okay, sweet. sweet. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you very much. Dude. I'm going to give you one of my USB drives because it has this okay. data on it. Rather than giving you paper to carry around, I'll give you one of these. I appreciate that it. Gives you a little more information.
1: Great. I'll, I'll grab the mic and I'll, I'll be absolutely. on my way. Yeah, be sure to take the mic. Thank, thank thanks a, thanks lot, a lot, man. All right All, right. All right. See ya. <laughs> very cool. Hey, if this goes anywhere, would you
2: let me know? If you like Ab- absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, you. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> I met Jeff last night actually uh, at, the, at the one of the receptions, so it's very cool. Very cool to see technologies like that, because like he was saying, when, you know, mounting radar sensors on different trucks with different vocations, different jobs, um, it's a big deal because the distances are different. You have to calibrate them. But if you could have it in the mirror that's already on the vehicle, uh, that's a very beneficial way of doing it. So that's really cool i want to end this podcast here at the BrightDrop drop area and this is where this is their electrified new electrified commercial van that's also well based on the gm platform BrightDrop drop is a um, company within the GM General Motors umbrella. And I actually did a full video of last year on this van. Let me walk around this way a little bit more. Uh, and they also have a ride and drive opportunities here at the show, so I'll be driving more vans and doing specific, specific videos just about just about each particular driving experience but you can see quite comfortable driving position and technology screens and all the rest of it that's very familiar once again to a passenger vehicle so thank you for joining me for this behind the scenes look at all these technologies and vehicles accessories from the work truck show i really appreciate it Uh, please come back of course every week to the tfl talking trucks podcast where we often have industry guests from the industry, industry experts, discussions of new vehicles, uh, new vehicle drives, and the rest of it. So thank you, and I'll see you, of course, next week. Really appreciate it.
3: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.